said, <laughs> let me pick this leather sweatsuit. Welcome, welcome back, man. What's up, brother? You, man, what's going on with you? Oh, man, I'm excited today. That's a good one right here, dog. I got a, uh, we got a hell of a topic and we got a hell of a guest. Yes, sir. What's up, brother? What's going on, fellas? And we got a, a very dear friend, very dear brother, Keon Reynolds, joining us today. Yep, yep. How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm feeling, uh, feeling great, man. Uh, feeling revived after uh, what took place. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. On Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, actually is what we plan to talk about today, but in our typical tune to fork fashion. Yep. Um, yep. And we are talking about the verses between the locks and dipset, right? Yep. Yeah. So. We're going to flip it our way, though. Our way, yeah. Sure. Um, let's start off with just a. agreement <laughs> before we go like any further okay. we are all in agreement that the locks kill that shit right absolutely absolutely 100 okay. percent. and there's no discussion we don't even have to start about who won and nah. what okay and what happened what yeah. so we, we're clear on that Crystal. yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. we he does me a solid by keeping standards and setting baselines yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, right. defining terms, dog. Yes. Okay. So when I saw it, I didn't really realize what was happening as I was looking at it. And it took a while for me to actually process what I had witnessed and what I felt. And I saw so many things take place right. on so many different levels. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I thought we could just kind of start with, um, and I'll open it up to just like you guys with what y'all thoughts and feelings were before kind of like leading into it and what your expectations were. The thing, what struck me about the joint immediately uh, and throughout is is the the level of confidence in what they were doing and how and their approach from the locks and the the tightness of how they approach this whole thing and then the contrast of that in dipset how it was really super loose right and sort of just very sort of casual like mm -hmm. it was a false sense of it was more arrogance like i'm just showing up yep. So I'm just going to win because I showed up, yeah. right? And everybody loved me because I am, I don't have to put together a, a, a thing, but the locks from the DJ to what they drop, when they drop, and, and, and how they approach each of those, and in their delivery of it, that's what struck me immediately, like, wow, these dudes come to... They were dead ass serious about what they were doing. Do they some other no, shit, right? Right. They went, I ain't gonna come in there with no do-rag on. I'm coming in here with some shorts, yeah. some Tims, and a t-shirt, and I'm going to war with y'all. 
right? That's what struck me you're ready for off the top. Yeah. yeah what ready for what about you, bro? For me, um, it, it was, um, I could immediately notice an attention to detail, a stage presence yeah. that was absent yeah. on the other side. Even in right? their spacing. That's yeah, even in their spacing, yeah. uh, their level of harmony, that there were times where they, they knew each other's verses. And, and you remember, Dipset had their actual audio of their songs playing and they rapped over them. Vocal. They didn't know yeah. their verses. Yep. So there's a level of solidarity that I saw with the trio from Yonkers right. that I didn't see on the other side. And that, that's always going to stand the test of time. Yeah. Yeah. Stage yeah. presence is one of those things that is forgotten. Yeah. And I don't think we as Generation Xers really transferred that fully to the following generations that are doing yeah. music. Yeah. And, um, and you could kind of see it, even though Dipset is roughly around our age as well, or the same age as us, they have appealed to a much younger audience over yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah, but that was I, refreshing. When I saw like motherfucking man, bro. Yeah. Clean. That's clean. Absolutely. That's clean. With male energy. Yeah. Yep. Unapologetic. That's right. Aggression. Yeah. Aggression. Yeah. Passion. Power. Love. Yeah. Prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Purposeful dog. Yeah. Intentional. I was moved at the level of maturity that exuded from them when they first motherfucking walked out, bro. Yeah. That's oh, deep because yeah. that's exactly what we was, yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. When you were in the first zone. walked yeah. out. Yeah. You know what? It was kind of like that um that scene in Eight Mile at the end. You know, when Eminem Rabbit comes out there and the dude was just blocked everything out and he was focused when Michael Buffer called them out. Yeah. There was a level of focus in those dudes. Yeah. yeah. They were coming yeah. to win. And it it reminds me it. It reminded me of just how important preparation is. Yep. And yeah. even though we were sitting down to watch that on Tuesday, the battle for them began long before that night. True. Yep. And True. you could tell. True. Yeah. Yep. And they were motherfucking ready. And you know, uh, I sent you the link, man. Tyler, the creator, was on Hot 97. Mm, uh, yeah, I saw it. Talking about it. And he said, you can just tell that they cared. Yeah. Like it mattered to them right. how they showed up in this. Like they just weren't going to walk out. They had everything, but also they still tour together. So that they have, you know, this sort of synergy already existing. Uh, but you're right, dog. They, they came out intentional and, and they, there was, there is only a brotherhood that exists to have that level of yeah. when you're coheed and you're locked in that way. Yep. You have to love the dude that you that you stand in. and to watch him shine. And there was some shots of like some shots when Jada was doing his thing and they were showing the other two. They were like admiring what this dude was doing. You know, what yeah. I mean? they were feeling yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. And that only comes from when you really respect and love this dude that you done came up with. And it's a classic example of what coming together like Voltron represents. Yep. So you got these yep. motherfucking individual pieces that have 
value. They have purpose. They have special qualities right. as individuals. Yeah. But when you come together, you have to understand like what part you play yep. in the bigger piece. Yep. Amen. And not be afraid yeah. to play that part and to be secure enough in your shit uh -huh. to let somebody else play. Correct. What none of them motherfuckers trying to be Jada. Nope. Right. What none of them motherfuckers trying to be Styles. Right. Or Sheik. Right. And they knew their roles. They right. knew their roles and they knew the value of each of the motherfucking roles, That's bro. Right. It was like, That's if this right. was like big three basketball, yeah. Jada was your main scorer. Yeah. And if Jada was off, you know, he could dish it to, to Styles. Don't yeah. worry, I got your back on the scoring. And then with Sheik, I think people sleep on him so much. Yeah. Like that one guy on your team that's getting all these rebounds and blocks. Yeah. Playing yeah, he crazy is that defense. Dude. That's right. Like that's there right. was a scene where he pulled Styles away from pulling a shoe off of yeah, him. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that symbolized his purpose. Right. He like it always yeah. felt like to me, dog, Sheik is the glue that holds sort of right. That goes between everything and sort of holds everything on a strength level. Together and I and I, he is underrated in terms of his yeah. his his value on that team. So, but he dope. If I'm no, wrong, she did the gangster and a gentleman, right? I be fucking forgetting names. I think he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. I think he did gangster and gentleman and you can kiss my ass. And, okay. Yeah. And he had a nice joint over some R and B joints too back. Yeah, then. like a that gangster and a gentleman, I fucked with. Yeah, he was the I, most yeah. vivid member of the locks. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was the most colorful to me. He was their ghost face. He was, that's what I was. That's what I was just about to say. Yep, he was their ghost face. Yep. But the way how he just was kind of like the enforcer. Yeah. Like no one could get between them as long as he was there. Yeah. And then there were times where he would jump in and, and, and back him up. And and they were all three harmoniously knowing each other's rhymes. So there was a scene where there was a, a showbiz and AG instrumental that was dropped. And all three of them went in there. I mean, I, I got I caught flashes of Run DMC back in the day. And yeah. then this yeah. also reminded me of epic moments, game changing moments in this particular culture. I was thinking of the Latin quarters and the bridge wars. And well, yeah, that's yeah, that's heavy. You, you know, and, yeah. and, and if you and if you know Jada Kiss, I know that he grew up studying Big Daddy Kane and Karis One. And yeah. I thought I saw man channeling yeah. Karis One. And and that's and you you right, dog. It was a as good as Jada Kiss was, mm -hmm. I mean as God bodies he was individually, together they did have those Run DMC clean yes. exchanges where they, you know, backed each other up and they went back and forth and they had this wordplay that was clean, like and, and the flawless. DJ and the DJ and what and the, the and like that motherfucking like the the the, Timing, the chemistry and the time in right. between Insane. them and the DJ is what really elevated Insane. that shit to 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 really uh, uh, embody that run shit. Right. Cause it was yep. just like, yep. they knew. Like in yeah. some of the times you were heard, he would be talking. Yeah. yeah. And and Tech would drop a beat right. without even motherfucking being asked. He would tune him up with that, yep. with, he'd drop a little hint. And it was almost like Tech, because it did get a little loose sometimes because they was talking back and forth. But Tech knew when, the, cause as soon as they heard sure the beat, did. they locked right back into what they were doing. 
to the and it was like he knew that. Right. He knew once he did that, they would lock right back in. And so, you know, as much as we stre- as we as we've gone away from the principles of hip hop culture in these last forty years, yeah, that shows you right there that the DJ is the most important pillar. And it's of still those elements. and it's still there. It's still there. It still exists. I think I think there was a narrative that that it doesn't. Right, but it, it it still exists. Right, it ain't it ain't it ain't obviously it ain't never gone nowhere. No, 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 no. Like, like there were times where he would do a dropout where he right. would take and give him an acapella moment, and right. that was incredible. And and if you're the audience watching this, it's kind of like the whole uh, the Baptist church effect, right? You're right. When yep. they were coming together, like you were saying, harmoniously yeah. and sing. Yeah. Yeah. And the DJ is taking the, the beat out and cutting it at times. And the, and the whole entire audience there in Madison Square Garden hears them together. It captivates them. Yep, it it's kind of like the Holy Ghost moment. Yep, it was a flawless show, dog. Yes. Was, I mean, from, from top to bottom. There is an ingredient that I feel separates. I don't want to say separate that elevates the quality of something. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a combination of all of the ingredients combined that actually form something else. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel the definition of chemistry actually is. Like taking these materials or, or substances or people that are that have value as individuals and then understanding how they can fit together and then actually going out and putting them together to like form this thing. It's something that I feel Wu-Tang did a really motherfucking good job of yeah. doing. Yeah. Right. And, to, but, and to see the locks do that, man. Yeah. Like if, I feel if Jada even came out there on his own, it would have been a different thing. Right. So when I sit back and I hear people talk about like top five and these things, it's like, A, is that, is a part of what makes him great, mm. the chemistry he has with the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The power could he, he actually yeah. be, if we're going to give him a top five or top 10, I want to get to that point at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Could he be that alone? Mm. Mm. I think he could have. I'm trying to think I if think I he ever. Could have. Here, here's, here's why I say it. You got to remember, this ain't his first rodeo in the verses. He had one against Fabulous a few months back where he was unprepared, where he was drunk. He still I didn't it. see that. I didn't see that. He had all yellow on. And yeah. This is my first verses I've ever watched, by the way. What? Yeah, I ain't watched a single one. This yeah, wasn't on the that. level of competitiveness that we witnessed. Now, this was a typical one where they're celebrating each other's catalogs. But Jada was clearly unprepared. He maybe wasn't taking this as seriously. I mean, he, he won, you know, by most people's opinion. But he was pissy drunk, and there was a lot of memes of him that were shared in the stratosphere of social media. Oh, wow. And so I think after he witnessed that, even though he won, you know, by public opinion, there was a level of focus this time where he wasn't drunk going in there. He wasn't faded. He was crisp. He was focused. And he was ready. He had a sense of redemption. 
And I think that that's a human element, right? Like, yeah. And I saw. Did you that see too. the Did you see the Jada Fab joint? I did. I saw. I don't think I. I don't think I've ever watched a, a one all the way through, but I, I've seen like all the pieces and mm-hmm. yeah. But to his point though, do you think that the reason why he came so differently is because he had the other two? Like he was able to form that Voltron, but without them, he really couldn't form. The, the energy was just different. He really couldn't form hmm. it like he, because I'm trying to think of all the times that I've seen Jada Kiss alone. Yeah. Um, right. And, you know, he has, we all know. Jada he got balls. Dope. Yeah, that's a good point. Dope. But I've never seen him to this delivery, delivering at this level. And I've seen him live maybe three times. And he's, again, let's not, you know, ever yeah. dispute his, his, his greatness and his dopeness. Right. But to, to elevate to where he was, I think it has something to do with the other two. Because Styles is a, a monster by itself. Monster. You know what I'm saying? Monster. So you know what? Great point. I don't think you would have seen a combative Jada Kiss. And he, he was, was very aggressive. He was mad. Because I think that's an intangible that we're injecting yeah. to even elevate him. And it's not like, because there's a lyricism putting words together. A word is a motherfucking word. Right, like right. your energy, your conviction, yeah. when you say it, how you say it, mm-hmm. timing, all of these other things mm-hmm. that are being added in that create this feeling of the Correct. viewer mm-hmm. to be like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Like, and yeah. that's more than just what you say. That's right. That's right. And to, 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 know, and to know I have my, my two brothers right. that have been with me since childhood by my side to have my right. back. And like to be able to convey that through a screen is hard. Hard as a motherfucker. Yeah. But that came through like, I mean, I've never seen anything like that, dog. I, I thought there was going to be a couple of moments where we were going to see some, some, some fisticuffs. It should have been. And... And that's what I love about it. That's one of the things that I also loved about it. Because even though we sit on this motherfucker, bro, and we talk about love and sing ourselves and yeah. harmonious <laughs> and putting our shit to the side, putting our shit to the side, I still got that fucking nigga up energy. <laughs> and, I always and, say and, I reserve the right. And there are moments. <laughs> and, and, I was and, happy to see it, to be honest. Man, it was, it was like when he said pussy ass nigga, I was like. From the jail. From the yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. And that was Chic, right? I think who said yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, what is the recourse? <laughs> oh man! Like, cause like you know, cause the Bro. brothers, dog. Right. Pussy right. ass nigga doesn't get other than that is like calling your mama a bitch. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's like they're like neck and neck. You yeah, just right there. calling a dude a pussy ass nigga just ain't something. Even in joking, right. it's not what or you do. Or you doing, call right. another man a coward directly. Bro. Something like that. Yeah. And they they were all they were on all of that. They, and I don't think Dipset was, I don't think that they was ready for that level of intensity that them dudes brought. Because they you, didn't have that same energy. Nah. Bro, let's got to keep this clean too. The niggas was late. Who? Yeah. They Dipset. didn't come out on time. Yeah. And then when they did come out, they had all these motherfuckers on stage <laughs> and they, <laughs> like, what does that say though? Man, I, there was a nigga on the stage with a bag that said jeans. A retail bag. I'm like, what the hell? Who is he? <laughs> he just came from store. I don't, dog, I don't know. I, I don't know what that, and I, again, it goes back to, is that just who they are? Or, you know what I'm saying? Because 
I've I've never seen Dipset live. I've never seen Cam rap other than that BT basement joint he did back in the day. Oh, we wow. was counting money, yeah, which was yeah. probably the best I've seen Cam. Um, I they it just didn't seem like that they even gave a. F- they just felt like I don't know what they felt like, dog. It's, it's wrong for me to say that, but it just like there was no. It wasn't intense. They they weren't focused on this thing in right. front of them at all. They don't have chemistry. They right. don't have that thing like mm-hmm. where once, cause that's a group. Can we just fucking agree to that? Right. A group is individuals coming together yep. to yep. create something yep. that they couldn't make without the others. Multiple right. things. Cause they've done it over and over and over. Yes. Again. Right. And, and that thing yep. is, the, is, is what you're creating. Right. But you can tell right, they're right, spending right. time with each other. The locks. And, yeah. and you could tell that those were just individuals on stage. That's right. right. They might know each other. They know each other. They know each other. We cool, but that's it. They know what each other's vices are right. and all of that. But they their yep. energies are not in sync nah. for whatever the reasons are. But you could but you could tell. And freaky Zeke. <laughs> yeah, Have I ever heard that. a Freaky Bro, Zeke record? Now, mind you, I'm not a dipset aficionado. Does he rap? I've never heard a Freaky Zeke record. Yeah, I've always heard that. references to him. He's like their Tony Yayo. But at least Tony Yayo had a joint. But he, right. did, did, did Freaky Zeke ever have an album? No, not that I recall. I think maybe some mixtapes. I think though. he went to jail or something at some point. Yeah. Okay. But still. I didn't understand but, why he was the focus of the of the space. But man, he, but he had them uncle like dance routines down at the cookout, right? I was he had I, a couple of them, and that, and that kind of <laughs> threw me. Like, what is happening? Like, what? It was just so. And he was aggressive. I mean, but he was being aggressive. But the difference is, the locks had a laser focused yes, energy did. on what they were doing. It was Jedi level. Their energy was just all over the place. Right. It was no. I mean, you're right. The group. It was the locks. It wasn't Cam and, and, right. and Jules and all, and all. It was the locks, and that was it. Jada Kiss just, I mean, he just shot above everything, but it was the locks. This was like Green Berets. Man, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy, man. That kind of. Then there was a scene where, I don't you remember this, where I was like, uh oh, something's going to go down when he grabbed Jules' bandana and threw it on the ground. Threw it on the ground. That was, that was classic. There was something symbolic there. And I felt like that was a, a Generation X moment to take it to the following generations to say or, or convey, hey, look, you didn't take what we gave you seriously. I'm throwing this down on you. But do right? you think I always, I always ask that question, right? And this might be quite a bit of a tangent. Um, I don't know whether it's like, and everybody, there's always a conversation about the next generation and how they don't and, and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that a couple things happen. We stop being the gatekeepers of the genre, yeah. right? So now someone else is determining who is hot and who is not. And that someone else doesn't have the same value or right. yeah. energy towards this thing that we do. So they're going to pick. And probably not this, even from the culture. Right, exactly. And I say this like in my most paranoid yeah. black man stance. Yep. 
they certain they who are not from the culture like they black people a certain way. Yeah. So they're gonna pick. Oh no, I don't know. He's too strong and he too. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying positive or negative any of that. Right. He's just too aggressive. Let me pick someone like this. This is I like my black people drugged out and, and right. halfway singing and saying crazy shit. Right. I like them like this. Let me do this. Oh, Lil Wayne was doing that thing. That was his style for a minute. Let me follow up on this and get yeah. 10 more like this. Yeah. Right? So we aren't, we aren't, yeah. so it's plenty of Jada's out there, right? right? But the people who are gatekeeping aren't picking those. True. So you're just seeing the ones that they kind of pull through. Yeah. And, and that's what we think is the generation when it's not. It's just the ones that they decided to, to pick. Because even me. when you, because when you listen to this young, new young cat, I, I'm not, I might not get his name right. YBN Corday or whatever his name is, a light-skinned dude, I think from like Maryland. Yeah. He's cold. Yeah, he's nice. It's yeah. a couple of them. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. He's real cold, but yeah. and and he's kind of like bubbling up. I think it's going to we're going to see it's going to be easy to see the shit. Yeah. It's hard. It's like when you find a gym. That's right. right. You got to look for a motherfucking dime. The advent of technology changed right when those two groups were out. So th this this era was what ninety eight to around two thousand and five. Think about it. Social media was in its infancy at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. We were just getting into MySpace around that. Yeah, point. yeah. And so right around then, at that moment, everything changed when YouTube became a common ground. Yeah. People were putting their own independent stuff out. Made they they didn't see the need to be on a major label. Yeah. There was a new monetary way to survive in this game without being dependent on a label. So everything that followed, there really wasn't that much attention to detail. And in certain cases, there wasn't attention to detail. And then there were avenues for the guys of the past or the underground guys to make a decent living off their core audiences with no major label yeah. involved. But yeah. it just put a lot of pressure on fans to have to dig for it. They had to dig yeah. deeper for it. Now. And then, I mean, so to that point, and again, I think we're a little bit off topic, but that's cool. Yeah. I think at some point it moved, it, once that shift happened, like mm -hmm. the, the Soldier Boy thing, shout out to Shorts. I mean, right. I, I the Mumble Rappers came. Right, he was 16. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, 16 he's supposed to do that. Right, exactly. So. Once that happened, right, and that social media thing became, now labels can just grab anybody and put anything yeah. out. So that's what they, and then you had blogs who were not of the culture saying what's hot. Okay, we like him, we like him, we like, and they shut the door on artists from, right. you know what I'm saying, from before 2002. So except for a few, you had your, you know, clips and, 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 and hoes and all that that kind of made it through. But there were people choosing, and they right. were choosing what they thought they wanted to see, in, in the, and they weren't of the culture. So we lost the ability to even say what's dope and what's not dope. And Right. And I got to go back to the brother Fat Joe, and I might not get the three right, and I was going to look, but I ain't got my goddamn notes. He <laughs> said before COVID, New York was suffering from three plagues, mm. ego, Mm. Pride yep. and money. Yep. And so when you, one of the things that actually stood out was that I felt what was there was just 
light was actually just shed on it. Mm. The internet is light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The core of who them motherfuckers are, yeah. are there. Right, right. Right. So when you look at the Yonkers niggas, they got a certain way in which they move. Right. True. When right. you look at the Harlem niggas, like right. when when you hear people talk about motherfuckers from Harlem, they say that's Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they are right. They're, yeah. They're different. They say that's Harlem. Yeah. Jim Jones with a leather sweatsuit on. <laughs> Jewels with the Louis and the Gucci and, and Cam. the Cam. He had a full coat. It was August. Cam. <laughs> They say that's Harlem. So a light gets shed on it to expose what's already there. So then, and this has been happening over a decade, Mm -hmm. 15 years, whatever the case may be. And now you get to a point where the light has been constantly shed on Yonkers, what that looks like, the people that come from there, Harlem, what that looks like the people that come from there, and then you actually, the light is shed on both at the exact same time. Right. And then you actually get to see yeah. the contrast side by motherfucking side. Yeah. So you feel- Okay, go ahead. Now go ahead, go ahead. Okay, let's let these niggas do what they want. Uh-huh. How they want, and let's see how they show up. Right. Yeah. Now let let's want. let these niggas right. do what they want. Yeah. See what they do and how they show up. Y'all be the judge. Now, yeah. they been this way. True. Yeah. True. Tuesday, just shed light on it. Sure True. did. So it don't matter, like they because they all all them niggas been traveling roads, bro, to lead to there. And when they show up, when they when they when 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 they said game time, they could have went into the fucking closet and picked anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They said, "Let me pick this leather sweatsuit." Yeah. Let me pick this Louis V motherfucking trench coat. Let me get all these coats. in August. Yeah. Why? These motherfuckers locks praying before it apparently and stuff like that yeah. come out just them two. Yeah, they jeweled up, they ready, they crispy, they 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 blinged out and shit. But they was focused on something very specific, yep. and you could tell. And what the hard, what 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 Dipset was focused on yeah. was something very specific, right. and you could tell. Yeah, it was. If they were sob- if they were separate, bro. If they came out on different days and did different shit, we probably wouldn't have even seen the contrast. Yeah. Right. If, 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 if the locks performed on Tuesday and then Dipset performed on Friday, we wouldn't have even seen right. it. Right. You had to actually see them motherfuckers side by side yeah. to see just how wild. But you know that shit looked. It couldn't have been more, it couldn't have been more opposite. Couldn't have been. In every amazing. way. And that's amazing. Imagine if locks, and I, I know I'm ranting. Imagine if, imagine <laughs> if the dip set, it was just them alone and mm-hmm. they were late. We would just be like, okay. them niggas is late. Right. Like everybody else is late. Yep. But nah, you got some on times. You got three dudes walking out as a group by themselves. Where the shit. fuck is Cameron? And talking he come shit. out an hour and a half later while everybody always out there with a goddamn beach, a chair. beach chair. You're relaxing, bro. These motherfuckers came <laughs> with Dracos. Right. And you right. just. Right. But you, you know what? We needed this, though. We right? did. 
This was like, yeah. it was like WWE, Sorry for the rent. man. It was like WWF growing up, watching Ric Flair, Randy Savage, and all that stuff we grew up watching as kids, executed in a fundamental hip-hop way. And New York needed this. I ain't going to say hip-hop really needed it because everybody's taken that torch in their prospective cities and have done it their own way, right? There's no identity crisis in L.A. There's no identity crisis in Chicago or in the Deep South. But in New York, over the last 15 years, I mean, we've seen an identity crisis. We see these guys that are coming out because they're envious of what these other regions have done with the art and money they've made, that they're mimicking them. And it's not even their identity. But the identity has shifted, though, Keith, because now it's not necessarily about sound. Everybody sounded like the South now for the most part, right? right now I think it's about... The identity is authenticity. We are having an authenticity crisis. Yeah. So when you look and see on Tuesday what the fuck happened, that's a crisis of identity. Them niggas don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And they are struggling mm -hmm. to figure it out. Yep. And they are struggling to come to terms with what getting old looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Embracing. Embracing their real age. They're all the same Maturity. age. Maturity. Everybody the same age. Yeah. Embracing all of that. So these niggas is stuck. Jules is 39 years old. But, do you, but do you think that, dog? So. I agree. And, and both of you, what y'all saying is clean. But do you think that uh, I st just in hearing their music, even at the time, there was Come no on. real. Come down. She's going to. Come down. Thank you. There was no, like, to me, the locks always had, their sound was very focused on the craft of, of bars. Yeah. Right? It was. And Diddy and uh, Swiss had to formulate these hits around these bars of these guys, these, these, these heat rocks that they were throwing. Right. Dipset has always been around this idea of Dipset. So they could just make anything, right? And then and yeah. then it could be, and then um it, it ain't gotta be based in bars, it's just based in them being dipset. Based I mean they got songs, yeah, they just yeah. all they say is dip, 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 set, 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 over and over and over again. But what's the product though? The product is the persona. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So and how they showed up Tuesday, that's just how they get down. Do you think that, do you, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this. Do you think that let's say Cam was like, you know what y'all, we need to make sure that we are focused on and we rehearse and we doing, do you think they had showed up any different? But see, that, that's why the only reason we're having this motherfucking conversation mm -hmm. is because of the contrast. Right, true. Yeah. We wouldn't even be talking about this shit if they were on separate days. Yeah. Separate days. The fact yeah. that they were there and you could see the contrast. Right. This that's the that's the only read to me. Yeah. Like the you can see how stark the contrast and is between yep. persona-based product. Right. And bar-based product. And this exactly. is why. This exactly. And, and they yeah. were side by side, and you could see the fraudulent nature <laughs> and essence of what 
entertainment looks like right. and what artistry looks like. That, is dumb. that, that is shit, it, it was that's side it. by side. That is, that that's is the it. silver lining right there. That and that's it. why we're going to be talking about this that is it. a year or two later. But I hope that that point is understood moving forward. Like that, that when, when, when people who are artists look at that and understand that I could be just as hard and just as popular or just as, just as, make just as much of an impact mm -hmm. being an artist and, and mm -hmm. focusing on my craft than I can with just being this persona. Right. And Tyler Creative was speaking. That, that's just what I was going to say. You know what I'm saying? That's, just, that's like, just the point. He was like, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm still here and I'm doing my way. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's going to matter, bro, to the people it's supposed to matter to. Clean. Because this, because the industry and rewards entertainment right. just as much, if not more, than artistry. It rewards coonery. And there's a balance between yeah, the two. Right. So like Kendrick is an artist and an entertainer. Right. Kanye is an artist and an entertainer. Yep. There are very few that actually kind of go between. Right. But because there's... You can make millions just, just focused on, like, entertainment. Mm -hmm. We right. love to be entertained, mm -hmm. right? right? Right. So there are people who are, like, straddling the fence. Right. Who can see what we saw right. and be like, nope. I want to be them niggas. Right. <laughs> you know right. what? That's a good point. Right. I think I, right. I, I'm really hoping that there's aspiring artists that are that are coming through the ranks right now that watch that. And you know they watched it. And typically they tune us out, right? You know, granted, you know, we tuned out certain things in the past too when we were that age. But they watched that. I mean, hell, Migos was in the front row. Bro, yeah. How old is Tyler? 30? He's 30 now. He right? gets it. Yeah, this is yeah. my point. Ben got it. Yeah, he can be our child. Yeah, real talk. He gets it. Yep. So to the and but but we can see it in his work. Right. To those who are supposed to see it. Right. They're going to see it. Right. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. All it takes yeah. is one though. So if there's yeah. like a million kids that watch that versus, and ten of them got some level of inspiration on how to take their craft seriously. That's a success. But I also hope in man that there is a way for, and I think that there is, like, I think that, <clears throat> like what we just talked about, finding gems and, right. and, and being a, because the internet has made it so easy to find Shit. the greatest of things and the worst of things, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But then there's still a machine that exists, a record label machine that feeds what they want to feed to the masses of people, and they're, they're still they, receptive. But, they but you know what? Sells. But you know what the machine is now, bro? It's an algorithm. The algorithm. That's right. It's the yeah. motherfucking YouTube. That's right. And, and the Spotify's and all that. Machine learning. Let me ask y'all a question. These niggas are going to represent like classes of things. Like you can be like, oh, look at that nigga got that Dipset car. <laughs> look at that nigga. He got like it's going. It's going. So let me ask you a question. Does and here does the dipset know that they're the dipset? Or do they think, think so. they're the locks? 
Look, they, don't they, give ain't even a, they ain't even a group. No, 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 no. no. I'm no, talking. Do you see what no. I'm saying? Yes. Do, and yes. So, they think they believe, and and deeper than that, it's a rack of dudes in New York who believe that they're that the, the locks. Are the locks. This is what I mean. And we'll okay, fight wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. You gotta explain this to me. Okay, so that I'm, in my head. I'm 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 perusing the internet, right? Okay. And there are podcasts and, and and interviews of people who feel like, and before this happened, feel like that the dipset that dipset is better. Yeah, I saw some of that. And and I mean they were naming songs and hits and cams, one of the greatest of all time right. conversations, as if the dipset. And again, they've always shown up that way. Yes. Every time I've seen them, they've been wild and and and. Ow. Yep. I can't even. I know you hate that shit. Yeah, I yeah, that, I hate that drop. <laughs> I want to. So start. they think that uh, <laughs> that they are equal in that, or that Dipset is better in that way. So that's what I mean. Uh, like when you are the corny nigga in the club. Yes. You don't know you're the corny nigga in the club. Yes. So Especially that's what when I you mean. Were the whole crew of corny niggas in the club. Does the dipset does dipset know their dipset? Because <laughs> do you mean do they know that the corny niggas in the club? It's them. It's them. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> because here's that what I me up. here's what I be thinking. Here's what I be thinking, right? Because this is what <laughs> I had to think about that, bro. This is what scares me. Oh man. Am I dipset? Adam, Man, it, I think at, I'm dipset. At points in my life, you could be. At, but see, here's of course. This is how we keep the shit clean. So shit. I gotta be dipset in at certain in certain yeah, environments, yeah. and I gotta be the locks. I think I am dipset sometimes. The right. only here's what I feel we have to keep <laughs> focus on. It is only the contrast that makes it so obvious. Right. right. We're not walking into environments and splitting and and, and, and and living alternate paths of this is how we're gonna actually show up and this is how we wanna show up. We're doing things in a singular manner right. where we don't have a contrast or a comparison. Yeah. But can we compare from like knowing that you showed up as dipset dipset has it only matters. You only know it because you showed up as a lot. Right. So, so how do you? We would have to compare. Right. The differences. Yeah. Because sometimes we compare Dipset against Dipset. Wait a second. True. Cameron wasn't trying to show up as Dipset. That's why he was late. He he's got beef with those dudes half the time. So he, he knew he was showing up. Once he got there, he was completely Dipset. So that's part of Dipset. He's but that's but that's Dipset. Like even even his so. Are we showing up fragmented? All that's clean. All that's clean. Yes. These individuals, so what I said, the locks represent something very specific, as does the dipset. You can only really see the contrast of the differences when they're side by side. True. And the other thing is this. We got to think about location, right? This is Madison Square Garden. This is Midtown Manhattan. It was more Harlem niggas in there than it was anybody. Yeah, it's a shorter trip. It's the Yonkers is way up above the Bronx. But, but it was more. It was, it was more. It was more Harlem motherfuckers in there. And there guess was more Harlem people. Guess there. what they did though? Mm. What they do? Who they boo? They boo. They boo Cam at the end. Yep. Them his people. Right. right. That's how much when they saw. The freestyle. They booed right. him. Right. But I'm saying 
If you think about Yonkers, they're kind of like, you know, if I could put this into something that I can relate to, how we in Philly have always felt when we're dealing with New York City cats back in the golden era. Like, we brought a lot of innovations to the game. Gangster rap that started in Philadelphia, Transformer scratches, blah, 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 blah. And we knew that was the Mecca. And Yonkers, they just never seemed to always get the credit or they were on the outside looking in. And so when they got into that game, whether it's, whether it's DMX or Locks or Mary J. Blige, they had a certain level of a chip and underdog pit bull on their shoulder. But that, but that. And I saw that last, on Tuesday. Dog, it, they could have been from the moon. The way they came in that motherfucker, it wouldn't have mattered where they was from. Because they was in, they was in Cam's backyard. The, how they, how the lock showed up, dog, is beyond, and you're right. And they, they weren't drunk. Right. They were focused. Yeah. They were healthy. They were focused. Because I saw you a video of, uh, of Jada doing pull-ups after the joint was over. Yeah. Yeah. He came, he said it. I'm here for battle. Yeah, and you're right, showing how do we show up like that? And this is what, and this is the tune the fork fashion. Yeah, I can only talk so long about some other niggas, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because my vibe and my spirit start fucking up. Like I'm thinking about niggas too much. <laughs> it just don't feel right. I don't like it. Word. I don't like it. I don't like it. Word. How am I showing up? Am I showing up to opportunities prepared, mm. focused, yeah. ready to execute, anticipating risks, mitigating risk, having a broad enough view of the landscape mm. that I'm walking into to excel at my best? Or am I just dipsetting this shit? But let me ask you this. Mm. Acting like I'm the locks. Mm. If you're... I see, I see what you mean by that. Is it inevitable that you dipset it? But is the key recognizing that you're dipsetting? That's it. Then making the, the key is to... So you're going to you're always going be dipset. At when some do you point. figure it out? This is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> when do you figure it out? Now, sometimes you're going to figure that shit out real time or right. someone's going to have to figure it out for your ass. Well, you get to determine. Yeah. You, you none of us know how much motherfucking uh the locks prepare, but right. they do. Yeah. Right. We don't know how many motherfucking conference calls they they did or how now, many practice sessions they, they did. They had a rehearsal, I know that. But but, but but what I'm saying is the outside will never know what the inside did. Yeah. Right. So Somebody else telling us what we did, and if we put our all, we know if we dipset some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if we and we're going to know if we lost it. As the as the individual, we're gonna know. Yeah. You know, like when you prepare for a meeting, bro. Like when you got a presentation that you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know how much motherfucking time and energy. Man. You know how many times you went through and looked at the motherfucking PowerPoint. If you practice it out loud, if you change this, and, and other motherfuckers can tell too. Right. Just like how we can tell that the locks prepared. Yeah. How much they yeah. prepared, we don't know. You yeah. know what's so crazy? And Half this country been dipsetting it, working from home. 
You know, I, I get I get more shit done working. From home. I do too. I, I'm more focused than I am working off. But also, dog, because I I immediately thought of like DJing. Sometimes you go into a space and you are completely unprepared. You walk in there off the strength that this is your spot, right? You locked it. You you dip set the shit at first. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then at some point something clicks in and you're like, I'm stinking this motherfucker up. Let me yeah. get my shit together. Yeah. And then you get into right a, a, a different space. I think Cam. But tried the only to do reason that. why you get into that different space is because you recognize that you dip set the shit. Well, and, yeah. and, that's crazy. And 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 sometimes you don't. What was I getting ready to say? I think Cam realized that everybody was dip setting it. He was the only guy there <laughs> that had real MC and chops. He and, and he that's tried the to take th- it. And what I loved about the locks at the moment, at that moment specifically, Jada, bro, is he he knew they was dip setting it. He was like early talking y'all that shit the whole rapping night. over the lyrics. <laughs> y'all could have stayed in your car. And listen to this shit on Apple Music. That was crazy. They, he knew they was fucking. Y'all live in Miami. What you mean this is your backyard? Early. He had, he smelled the blood in the water early and did not let up on them until. He was like, these niggas is food. Like we, (laughs) I'm getting ready to eat. He said the game is fixed. This is the finest fight. He already knew. These niggas is lip syncing. He said they lip syncing. That's the most disrespectful shit. As a say. rapper, you oh. ain't Mariah. Mariah Carey, I can understand yeah. lip syncing. But rapping, you gonna lip sync rap, bro? And he stayed there. He was in that lane the whole two hours. And they could not. And what could they say to shit. He said, he said, I'm not gonna let a nigga beat me with leather pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. So what is he wearing? He was not like. That and and he didn't the thing about Jada Dog and and to the larger point about when you're in that space, Jada was powerful and passionate and intense and strong, but not emotionally out of control. Nope. Like there was never a point where that's a good point. Whenever he was saying to them, got like to where he was like (laughs) He never he never lost composure. Right. And even and when he got right to rapping, yeah. he was always on Damn, the mark. Pinpoint. You know what I'm saying? When he was like, tech, let's make something happen after he talked about them yeah. lip syncing, yeah. he went, I mean, there was no loss of anything, of any focus of what he was doing, dog. And that piece right there is amazing. Under that amount of pressure, he's in Harlem. What, what was the- It's 45, it's 69 people on the stage. 90% of them were mm-hmm. dipset people. He did not waver, dog. And it was even looking at him. His body language, he did not look nervous. He did not look moved. He knew that he was coming to that joint to murder everybody in the room. Yeah. So I want to ask y'all this. At what point did you think they hijacked the crowd and took the crowd to them? Who? The, the locks. What, at what point? For, for me, for me, it was the... Y'all, he dick, he pussy y'all neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was huge. When and the DJ scratched yeah, out yeah, of that motherfucker, and that was nuts. The who shot you? That yeah. that that right there. I was like, okay, was, it's over. This is it. I think the crowd knew that too. And everybody and in the slammed the mic. That's when I and when he was and then when, when they the brought the shit back and then he threw the mic down. I was like, yeah. they not coming back. 
That was rough, man. Dipset knew they lost, but yeah. but to be honest, they knew they lost before the fight. You they can see knew it in the eyes. You could, you could, they wasn't there, bro. Yeah. They was there, but they wasn't. And they and they saw that their crew, like all four of them, I don't even know how many is it four. Of them? Yeah, so they had a juggler. All on four of them did not have, was not on their A game. Did not have the shit together early on. Even waiting for Cam to come back. They didn't know they the words. Were, right. Yeah. They forgot the words. Come on, dog. They just stand there and let the crowd do the words for them. <laughs> I Man. said, what the hell is this? So. That's crazy. The lesson that I learned. Mm. I read a book. I got a book back there called From Niggas to Gods. Mm -hmm. A dude wrote it when he was in jail. And he literally wrote this book like a nigga would write a book in jail. So the words <laughs> in the book are like him talking. So you, so like you'd be like, I mean, the other day, either you gonna do this or you ain't. It's all up to you. The paragraphs are written as such, right? But one of the things that stood out to me most in the book was how do you know when something is dead? And he said, because you know what it's like to be alive meaning that there mm. is a comparison. There's a contrast. Yep. A lot of the yep. things that yep. we're actually contrasting mm -hmm. are outside of us, yeah. mm. which have different metrics. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What we really should be contrasting is our yesterday mm. Mm -hmm. in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, Progress doesn't necessarily mean better. Right. It just means you're at a different spot than you were the Correct. day before. Right. right. Now, but the contrast is to you and your work and your effort and your energy and your time and all of that from prior. And if we could take ourselves and our life experiences and put them up side by side yeah. the way we saw Dipset and yeah. the locks, yeah. what would that look like? Yeah. Yeah. And where like would really, truly. And where would the shifts be? Well, how would we identify when we were the locks and when we were Dipset and, and, and why? Because we might be the Dipset in our relationships with our women, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in ill-prepared. Yeah. Making motherfucking excuses. Yep. Not planning. Yeah. Yep. Not putting attention and focus into shit. Not being intentional. Not being intentional. And coming in with the arrogance that I showed up. And yeah. With, you know, exactly. Yep. Not being thoughtful. Yeah. And the woman. Yeah. Got a contrast. Yeah. But shit, and God forbid she say it. Bitch. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But don't, but dog, she don't. don't but the you. contrast she see is us, though. She see what we look like committed. Okay. Yeah. We don't see what we look like. I thought you were saying she is the contrast. No, no, yeah. she has a contrast. So she to can you. see both. She, like, she can see you being a locks, but she can see you showing up with her being dipset. But we can't see it in ourselves. True. Can't see, yeah. True. Yeah, yep, yep. So our women sometimes are seeing dipset. Saying, ah, nigga, I know what the locks do. Right. Yeah. Right. You showing up dipset right, right. now. Right. 
but for us to show up like the locks requires work yeah. in that particular area yeah. 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 that we gonna make a ton of motherfucking excuses for not putting in the work yep. to actually show up in that way. It's about conveying your plan to her too. Well, it's about, it's about first recognizing that you're showing up like Dipset and then recognizing, understanding why the fuck you're showing up like Dipset. Yep. And then doing the work to, to, yeah. to be the locks, doing the preparation and all that shit. And none of that shit happens overnight, man. That shit is a, you it's know, a process. And it's the hardest thing to realize, to recognize when you're, the self-reflection. Dog, when you to know your dip set. Can you imagine you waking up and realizing you your the nigga set. in the motherfucking do-rag and the Louis Vuitton coat right. in August? Can you imagine just having that realization? You right. gotta go back to sleep. You gotta, <laughs> if right. you wake up one day up. in the bed and you be like, I'm dipset. Right. <laughs> listen to this, bro. I'm dipset in life. Right. That's right. crazy. And you said right. that Joe three things, right? One of those was pride, right? Ego. You've had an issue with pride and ego. ego yeah. You gotta swallow your pride and realize Bro. You, you're dipset. Man, or you, that you can ignore pride. that motherfucker yep. and dipset ego. it out. Just, just, just lean and into your, it. Just <laughs> lean, lean with it. I'm and put your leather pants on. That's when I go to leather suit. So it's, and this is one of the reasons why I actually love the love, love our space and what we create because and, and why and why and why the opportunity to talk about other people is just used as a catalyst to really bring it back to ourselves. Right. Because everything we see is a reflection of us. Yep. It's just a matter of what we're right. reflecting back to right. and how we're taking, how we're using that opportunity to do something different in our own lives. Size and proportion, dog. Everything that you look at, you can bring it back to you in size and proportion. Because we can laugh at that nigga all goddamn day long yeah. for having on that motherfucking Louis coat in August. In August. We are wearing a Louis coat in August but I, I at some point, you know, at some place in our life. Yeah. And I we, didn't take him seriously until he took it off and just came out with a black t-shirt. And somebody on. ain't taking us seriously. Yep. Yeah. That's clean, dog. That Somebody is, clean. is, we're walking around this motherfucker literally in a leather sweatsuit. <laughs> yeah. But here's the, here's the thing, yeah. though. We can be the locks. Yeah. But we need to understand that we're in the dipset. You got to accept that first. That's right. You got to accept that's that. The that's the hardest part. part. And that's what I mean when I say, when you're does right, the dipset yeah. know they're the dipset? <laughs> But being the dipset feels good when you're the dipset. When you're the, when you're the dipset. But, so, but you know what, man? That might be true sometimes. But there's always something in you. Does the does the dipset? Does the, I'm sorry. Go something ahead. inside that says this shit ain't quite. I don't feel right about. See, that's where your race comes level in. Code. But hold on. But you know where that comes in, bro? That's when you struggle with peace. Right. When yes. you're not aligned. You, exactly. you know something is off. Exactly. You don't sleep well. You, that's right. You, you might be addicted to different types of motherfucking drugs. That's right. You might be engaged in yeah. all kind of crazy uh, behavior yep. and addictions yep. that, uh, uh, that you don't want to yeah. fucking own yep. because you're not at peace with you. Yep. You know, yeah. them motherfuckers know that they're the dip set. <laughs> And it feels good, but what, but what, but what overshadows the feeling is the fear. 
So they're more afraid of changing than they are of the comfort of being the right. dipset. And sometimes, yeah. dog, it's something, sometimes you can have shit that you've gone through that'll, that'll make you into the dipset, dog, because you're afraid of what the fuck is going to take for you to deal with the shit that you've been through yep. and, and stand on, I need to get through this shit and do that work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That'll bring you, and, and that is the peace piece, the peace part that you're missing. Like, you, it's something just not right. And you could be, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Dipset go to places and they, everybody love them. They get all the drinks, the bottles, the Correct. weed, whatever, the women, whatever they want. And they, they feel incomplete. The they feel incomplete. And they still go home in the quiet moments and feel like something ain't right with yep. this shit, dog. Let's talk about the fear of not being accepted is in that dipset vacuum, right? The fear of not being accepted as opposed to even if I'm not accepted, I'm still confident in my skills. I'm secure in my abilities despite what the trends may say. And that was the locks end of it. Yeah. Because because they, they were coming out there with a bunch of jewelry on, yeah. except with the exception of, of Kiss. Nobody else had jewelry. This guy had on a, a candy green apple suit. <laughs> the other dude had a black t-shirt with, with, red, with red, red fox on it. I think that was red fox on his shirt, chic. But you, it was just simple, but they were confident. There was a level of confidence that was confidence that was displayed within within one group versus the other, where it was it, it was just it was a different kind of confidence that with Dipset. It was more of self-righteousness. You could see where the focus was. Right. Yeah. Our actions are speaking all the time, dude. Yeah. Whether we know it or not. When you woke up today, you wanted to tell the world something about what you wore. Mm -hmm. You chose that shirt. You chose that motherfucking hat. You wanted to speak. And you use your clothes. That's what we use this. This nigga wanted to say something. He wanted to tell people, I love music. Yep. I'm cool. I'm connected in this way to some other shit. I'm connected to this school. I'm connected to education. Yep. I don't, I, I know y'all, but I know that what the fuck y'all wearing represents who y'all are. True. Yeah. So when them niggas decided to go to that goddamn uh, verses. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to tell people who they were. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and we've got to understand that we're all showing up and reflecting these and telling these stories and representing ourselves in all the same way. Yep. And that we're different parts of this shit at different points. Yep. Because it's hard, to, it's hard for me. I can joke and feel sad. Feel, feel, feel sorry for Dipset to a degree, but I will take that thought and feeling and direct it back to me so that I can understand how I'm showing up like that. Because yeah. I know I am. Right. I, yeah. I, I know I'm Dipset. So my next question is, after watching that shit, is where am I Dipset? That's my honest to God question. Yeah. I'm going to look at these niggas so be wild as a motherfucker right. yeah. would Louie out and all of that and be like how am I showing up like that in all my life? All of yeah. them in every single way. The late 
the the unprepared, the motherfucker, just all over the place, dog. The arrogance, all that shit, dog. That's clean. I'm showing up. I'm showing up. I'm showing up in that way in many parts of my life, and I can sit back and look at somebody else and laugh at them because they've chosen to expose themselves right. in that way. The thing I can say about us, I know motherfuckers look on this shit and be like. He too loud. He cussed too much. I don't like the tone of his voice. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't da 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 da. Sometimes self accountability comes into effect when you see or hear yourself. So, do you think the actual dip set, since everybody's Monday morning quarterback in this mm. thing, are they going to go and look at this thing and say, hey, we dip set? We dip, we dip set. set. I think they are. We, dip, we off. Now, we're about to go on tour. Because here, here's the thing I might use in the same way that I'm using them. To reflect back, they're using them to reflect back. Now right. the question is, what are you gonna do? Do about right. it. Now you know your dipset. Right. Now what? Now, now, because that goes back to the change is hard. Yeah. You might want to be like, hey man, I want to move or do something like this in a different way. The fact that men you having this conversation, us three, yeah, you're gonna leave and you can be like, damn, I might be a dipset. I might be dipset in my relationship. Right. And you might go and take inventory and take stock and see how many motherfucking times you making excuses Man. and making justifications. You can't dodge that. Yep. Yeah. You exists. can't dodge it. Because it now it exists. That's right. Now, so what do you do with that? Now, now mind you, if you say, fuck it, <laughs> I'm going to stay dipset in this area. I like Louis Vuitton. I like Louis. I like love a sweatsuit, wrong with love. Then that's cool. <laughs> we just got to accept the fact that right. we them niggas. So when we laugh at them, we really laughing at us. Yeah. And be clean with that process. Yeah. And not judge it no way, shape, or form. But if you, but if you want, but if you a do better nigga, if you a, if you the sharpen your, sharpen your iron type motherfucker to where you looking for opportunities to be better and to see how you're reflected into the world, you can look at them goofy niggas Louis'd out. Yeah. <laughs> As a path yeah. to being a better, more rounded motherfucker. Yeah, man. That's or an interesting even, take. Or even as just a, as even as just a spark, dog. Sometimes <laughs> it's just that yeah. spark yeah. that that moves you to the next thing that keeps you going, dog. Sometimes it's not like it's not, and we always say this. We always end up here. I don't even know how. It's not these large ass leaps. It's always these small things, incremental things, and uh -huh. in that small space is where that process happens, mm -hmm. where you become locked. The locks are in those small advances, dog. That's a good point. Yeah. Not in these, it's not a destination. Yeah, it's always yeah. a journey. And in those spaces, that's where those locks exist. Because the sad part is, a mother will use this conversation, like, damn, I really have been slighting my relationship. Let me go propose. No, nigga. Nah, don't do that. That ain't nah, what we're saying. Don't, nah. don't do that. Not saying, but I'm saying, like, yeah. there's small things. That's right. Because right. all of this shit are really reflections. That's right. Because if you do yeah. a small thing, that small thing can be reflected. No doubt. That's right. It's about detail. That's like, right. You can reflect shit. That's small right. things can be reflected to bigger things. That's right. And all and of it, us have, have lost focus to detail. And this is a reminder that dipset. We, we, yeah, we don't want to fall off focus. We, we oh. have to be sharp, razor sharp as, as much as we can. Because the small details define your whole entire trajectory. Yep. And that's small details. And and that is a dog. That is a path. That is a journey, dog. That is a It's not a destination. Not a destination. Because you'll never get there. You're always practicing like 
you know, like you practice law. You never really become an expert at law. You always are practicing. Right. You're always are moving towards it. That's a good point. No matter what, you know, no matter where you fit and where you sit in that. But uh, yeah, yeah. that's an incredible analogy because I'm going to think about this. That's why like, you're here, dog. That's, that's what, I mean, that's the whole reason why you're here. <laughs> what? Am, am I dipset? <laughs> right. Today, today, did I dipset this shit? Yeah, I did. You Tomorrow, know, I'm going to try to do something. <laughs> like, you know, like when I'm with my lady, I'm like, okay, am I dipset in this? That's right. Did I? I need to, I, I need to de-block this thing. You need to de-block it. I need to de-block this thing. I need to really sharpen up. I'm not going to be perfect. Right. But I need to be prepared. I need to be measured. I need to think things through. Adjust. I'm just going to make this adjustment. Right. Let, let's, let's converse. Let's have a meeting of the minds at times. Let's yeah. plan things. And it ain't, and it ain't, here's the thing, dog, that we always, well, we say a lot. It ain't about, well, for me, it ain't about necessarily saying, right? Then it's doing the thing. Right. Like, if I say I'm okay, today I'm dipset. But <laughs> I'm going to tomorrow I'm gonna to get up and do something different. I ain't gotta say it. Right. I just gotta do it. I just gotta do it. I just gotta yep. do it and put the work in. That's it. Even if it's a matter of I need to understand why the fuck am I dipsetting? In this particular area, why the mm -hmm. fuck do I always yeah. do it like this? What the fuck is going on? Even that conversation with yourself and figuring that those pieces out is part of you moving into that D block space. Well, well how, how about this? How about we got to find a better way to find that lane to where we can just find maybe 10% of the, of the day or week to have a dipset moment? Mm. Say that again. Sometimes it might be okay to have a dipset moment. Right? It, After you've done the D block. It's always okay to have a D block moment. You always reserve the right, bro. To have a dipset moment. To have a dip yeah, to have a dipset moment. Yeah. But you can't bask in that. You moment. you what well, you use it as a up you use it as a path forward. Right. Correct. All of it is just about using things as paths to another. We're just transitioning. Right. It's like an emotion. An emotion isn't bad. Feeling sad ain't bad. Now, feeling sad for eight years straight might be a challenge. Right. But somebody hurting your motherfucking feelings ain't bad. It's what you do with that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why were you hurt and what are you going to use? How are you going to take that, that, that emotion and energy and use it to do something else? So how do we take? We're not perfect. So, Perfect means we're going to dip right. set. Right. And not, Jada, be, not being perfect. And Jada was dip setting it in the first battle against Fabulous. So, and that, and he'd probably be dip setting in his marriage. Yeah. He'd probably, <laughs> he probably dip setting yeah. with his diet. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Right. With his kids. The, these, are, these are conversations he has to have with himself. Mm -hmm. So, right. dip set is a part of the process. Yep. So, yeah. it's, so when we see ourselves dipsetting, we can't beat ourselves up, bro. That's right. That's it. You can't, you just, that's right. You just look at it and be like, oh, okay, I'm dipsetting there. What does that mean? Right. Why am I dipsetting there? To right. your point, just yeah. use it to, 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 be able to identify, to it, steer. Right. Some, but how do you know you're going in the wrong direction if you don't know you're going in the wrong direction? That's right. That's right. So, yeah. like, how does dipset know they dipset? <laughs> Self awareness. <laughs> And that's a part of like the relationship and saying, having the conversation. 
when we with these women, we, we invite them into our process. They're not our process. Right. They're invited to participate and witness. Right. right. And there are parts of the process that they don't see, that they can't see, that we verbalize. Right. And that's when we share and we communicate yeah. and we the best way that we can. Yeah. And then we create spaces that invite them to share and to bring us into their process. Yep. Because they're not gonna see it all. Like your girl don't know what you might not necessarily know what the deepest, darkest feelings and fears that you have about about a thing. And that might be showing up in a way that she doesn't even really understand. But because she loves you, she'll sit back and watch you go through the process and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But we fuck up sometimes by not sharing the process yeah. Yeah. and leave room for them to misinterpret the shit. And draw their own conclusions. Right. Right. And when we, and we still trying to figure it out because sometimes it can be like, hey, baby, look, I don't know what I'm gonna do about this thing over here. I don't know what this thing meant. I could be buying a house. It could be getting married. Like, like, I don't know what that is. I'm still processing this thing to where it looks. To, this is how it looks over here. And because we the type of motherfuckers as men, we want to have shit mapped all the motherfucking way out. We want we want the path. We want the GPS coordinates, yeah. longitude and latitude yeah. before we want to lay some shit out to a woman. And next thing you know, 10 years of motherfucking past yeah. and we still in the process of figuring it out and they'll be like, well, you know, they, I didn't know what the fuck you wanted. Right. Because <laughs> right. I'm still trying to motherfucking figure it out. Right. Right. You know, yeah. I'm victim of that. Like sometimes I'll be like, damn, I forget to invite you. Uh, I forget to share. Yeah, guilty. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about solving this problem over here yep. and I forgot to tell you that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah. because she don't bring it up because she don't because niggas is keen on telling motherfuckers bitching nagging, right? So she ain't <laughs> nagging and we right. ain't bringing it up. So now it just starts to look like the dude just don't even motherfucking care. Yeah. Right. And you've been spending six months trying to figure out how you going to get this down payment for this motherfucking house for y'all to do some shit. Right. But you have forgotten to even invite her in on the motherfucking process. Right. And you had all the best intentions in the motherfucking world. Yeah. Right. Right. But for the fact you're internalizing so much of a strategy yep. and, and not, you know, being forthcoming with certain details, like you just pointed out, it allows the other person to draw their own conclusions and, and, and come up with their own skepticism. Their and, own most of their, and most of their conclusions are going to be reflections of their insecurities. Yep. Yeah, so yep. true. And that's not... We, everybody does that, right? Yeah, so yeah. It, it's not a knock necessarily. It's just a, yeah. and that could end up coming out in an interaction that is counterproductive. And that's what part where I feel like men leading in relationships right. is really about setting that motherfucking stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's how we lead with yep. setting the stage. I'm going to build this motherfucking platform. Right. I'm going to put these goddamn speakers up. <laughs> and I'm going to blast to you our truth. Right. Inspire. Yeah. Yeah. And you getting wow. on motherfucking board. Yeah. And she can be like, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. I don't Max. know. I felt like I was motherfucking rant. Well, I caught the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that was, it was great. We're at time, dog.
So what are we taking away from this, this today? I'm dipset, bro. Today? Or just in general? I've been dipset. Hey, man, we all have, man. Yeah. You've been, um, you've been de-blocking, too, so. I've been, yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. We, we, you know. Yeah, I think I need to be, I think I'm in a 50-50 crossroad on that, and I think I need to be on my locks right now. Dog, 50% is, yeah, is I don't good. Know about who you are, you shooting 50%, dog, you are all right. Yeah, okay. they, they're, they're, that's a 50% is a stat that is exceptional in baseball, right? Like when you batting yeah. 500, right? That right. It, now it wouldn't work in basketball, nah, you but, that but you know what? Three. 50% from three pointer from, from full court, exactly. Dog, that's amazing. <laughs> but let's just talk about the foul line, though. Yeah, <laughs> foul line, foul line 50%, you getting right, you getting cut. Yeah, well, you shooting 50% from three or from the half court, yeah, shit, you you on to something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't want to be Ben Simmons at the foul line, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, so I need that attention to detail, and I need to be able to recognize when I'm dipsetting it. And sometimes I'm still gonna dipset it, but I've got to know that I'm there so yeah. that I can sharpen that. Yeah, yeah. And bounce out of that. Cause the motherfucker. Be cause what's hard, bro? This is how you fucking. This is how you take power and own it. You can look at somebody and be like, I'm dipset in the day. Right. What the fuck they gonna tell you? Right. Yeah. You eight mile in that shit. Yeah, I'm dipset in the day. Right. I know I was dipset. Yeah. Well, why are you doing it? I don't know. I just felt I like no fucking dipset. Yeah, I don't have to explain it. But, right. but now that you know, right. you act accordingly. Right. Yeah. Motherfucker. Right. I'm dipset in the day. Right. So, so right. be ready. I reserve the right, right. as a human being right. to dipset. That's right. Yeah. I got my Louis on. I got on a do rag. Louis Dow. And, and there's a certain amount Coke. of freedom that goes with yeah. it. Yeah. That's right. Locks and age, you, you, that, that, that requires effort. Yeah. You had to plan, like at least when you dip set, but, but, but that's a balance because you got to dip set periodically so you can know what it feels Correct. like to be the motherfucking locks. But if you're dip setting all the time, there's a certain level of consequences that are going to follow. Correct. That. Yes. And that is a sign of maturity. Yep. Yeah. Being able to anticipate and mitigate that kind of shit because that's some that's man shit. That's but right. a part of it too, like man shit ain't because like as much as we talking about these niggas at dipset, they might be loxing yeah. in other areas of right. their life. That's true. That is clean. They might be. Yeah. Like it ain't a all or nothing. That's right. And here's what's making but he blah. Because here's the beauty. We all both. Yep. Yeah. Even them niggas is both. Yep. Right. So it's about how aware we are of when we're playing those roles. That's right. And how open we are with sharing that yeah. with other motherfuckers. Because there's some post-concert uh, footage of that event where they're in the Lox's dressing room and they're just dumbing out, right? And I was like, these aren't the same dudes I just witnessed on the stage about 10 minutes ago. These dudes are just pouring drinks on the carpet in the Madison Square Garden, yeah. making a fool. Yeah. Dipset. It was dipset. Dipset. But, <laughs> but they recognized the moment to where they could dipset it. Yeah. When they were on the stage, it was about let's let's win first. Yeah. Right. It was that execution and that sense of preparedness. Yeah. And um, I mean, this is great that we're talking about this because that analogy is so real for every human being. That's right. But it's about identifying 
that part of your life where you are dipsetting it. And that contrast. If, and if you can recognize it in that moment, in the spur of the moment, is this the time where I need to sharpen the edges to get into the D block tuned up method of focus? Yep. So that way I don't slip up. And there's a time and place where we can just dip set it yeah. and lay back, loosen up, and, and let it hang a little bit. Yep. Time and place for it. Throw the Louis on. Right. Put on a bunch of Louis jackets, a couple yep. of handkerchiefs, Shit, everything. Reserve the right. Look man. like a pile of clothes. That's right. I reserve the right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to dip setting and what you catch, man. And I appreciate yeah, likewise. <laughs> Listen, man, it's we need to go overseas for that. <laughs> you know, hey, gotta make sure we get our motherfucking visas back. Get the man. visas, man. Shots. But you, uh, you feel good, man? How you feel? Oh, this feels great. Yeah, this was great, man. Glad you could. Uh, what prompted this? He sent me a text. He was like, "Dude, at some point in time, we gonna have to talk about this live conversation." I was like, "Well, huh? Mm. What if we?" Right. I said, we got to talk about this because I know you oh. watched it and, and we got to talk about how this is going to transcend going forward. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I just thought this was a game changer. Yeah. And New York needed this kind of, because this is like, the, to me, this is like when, when Illmatic came out and it just changed how these, these niggas wrote their rhymes. Because so. prior to that, they're like, hibbity, hibbity, hup, hup, you know, like that's how they were rapping, DOS mm-hmm. effects and all that. Nas came out and he brought it back to that Rakim kind of penmanship. Yeah. Right? That detail. And they all sharpened their pens up. And, and then we just got to a point, just, part, just talking about New York. We got to a point in New York because we got to talk about New York. This is where it was birthed. Yeah. We, you know, we were all inspired by the early days of it. We're early enough, we're old enough to realize, to recognize Planet Rock and all that stuff, mm-hmm. white lines. We saw all that shit. Right. We knew hip hop came from New York. We were influenced by it. And then we took a piece of it and we transformed it to what we wanted it to be in our own lane. Yeah. Where we're from. Yeah. Or what's around us and our surroundings. But it couldn't have been done without those guys in the South Bronx kicking it off. Yeah. And what happened is generations later, they lost their way, man. They lost a sense of their real identity. Um, and this hopefully can be the catalyst that allows these young folks not to just kind of come up with some monolithic crap, but do whatever they're doing, talk about whatever you want to talk, but have a level of preparedness, execution, focus, and more importantly, identity. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to be a New Yorker. Don't be afraid to boast that accent that y'all have. Don't try to be me. Yeah. Don't try to sound like me. Be yourself. But you could talk about the same shit we're talking about, but be yourself. That has to exist in order for hip-hop to be in this continuum because it's kind of like I hate saying this because I hate this team and I hate to bring up another sports reference if the Knicks and the Lakers are good the NBA is in a good place because of those markets if New York and LA are, are artistically solid in addition to these other important regions hip-hop is in a good place going forward but you know what to You don't know this about him. He's a hell of a skateboarder, bro. He could have actually gone pro. He had an opportunity to go pro I did. when he was in high school, was going to college. He chose to go to college. One of the things that I observe 
about skateboarders, man. Especially with you being a black skateboarder, bro. That's not a popular motherfucking thing. Nah. Especially back in the 90s. Yeah, back 80s. in the day it wasn't, no. So the whole concept of embracing who you are and reflecting that and like your style and 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 doing that in a room and in an environment of people who are actually trying to get you to do something else. We can't lose sight of the fact that that's not an easy motherfucking thing it's to hard, do. Man. Right. And assimilation and, is a hell of a drug. And without going too much into like your like shit that you was going through back then with that shit, like it's hard to say this is what you want to do and then go do it when you got all of these other motherfucking pressures and got shit. Got a million doubters. And so as we've gotten older, we understood what we sacrificed yeah. to a degree. And because it's something that we sacrificed, it means something to us. Yeah. So we want that shit to mean something to other people. Right. And, and it does have value, but it has value to whatever degree the challenges are that you have to overcome to achieve them. Right. right. And so authenticity in the form that we know it to be mm -hmm. is changing. Now, it's Good not point. it's not the same as it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good point. And so and hip hop is actually I feel because the world is smaller. Right. It really is. It's not it's not as big as it was when we were growing up, man. Yeah. Like yeah. I can send a tweet and have motherfuckers all over the world saying and thinking what I'm thinking in real time. In real time. Yeah. Like it, it it's it's, it's, it's just, things are just moving too fast. And so yeah. they're actually challenged even more with the concept of authenticity yeah. Yeah. because there aren't really too many original thoughts or things actually being shared. Right. I'm listening to like UK hip hop, like new UK artists. In real time. In real and, time. and a motherfucker who don't have a record deal. Yeah. Right. Why? Because the niggas on motherfucking YouTube, no YouTube or SoundCloud yeah. or Spotify. And he can put his own music up there directly. Yeah, and also, man, it, again, it goes back to there. There's still there's still powers, or not even powers. There's still there's still companies that profit from music. And no matter if they don't make as much as they used to now, they're still. I read a stat it was like two hundred billion or two hundred million dollars they made off a year off labels made off of music. So there's still, um, there's still gatekeepers involved. So the more we recognize that and, and also recognize that there's so much more than these, I mean, what they funnel to us, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, I mean, it's as broad as you can get of what's out there. So there's mm -hmm. always something to discover out there. There's always something to be out there. You don't always have to go through this funnel of this record label because that's the, I'm assuming that's the easiest way, right? right? In terms of, you don't have to take the risk. You're not risking your own money. You're not doing, you know, they just kind of put you in this machine and they spit yeah. out, you know, whatever. But, you know, if, you're, if your art is what you're focused on, you can just do it and, and it'll reach the tribe of people that you wanted to reach to because the whole it's world true. is open to you. And it's all about it's all about core following at this point. Right. And you don't have to like there's yeah. no like to me culturally 
we don't control it. So we shouldn't put stock in it. What, what's given to us is what somebody wants to give to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In terms of hip hop or whatever you can call popular music now. Um, but we don't control it. So we really shouldn't, our hip hop should be somewhere else. Because yeah. it's not coming from Universal. It's not coming from these record labels. It's coming from wherever we find it yep. and wherever we say that it's hip hop and not allowing, like we're lamenting hip hop because it's coming from this thing that doesn't give a fuck about hip hop. But that's what we're focused on. And this is what I mean when I say that's it's, what I mean. it's shifting. Yeah. Because the, the crisis now isn't, it's a, it's, a, it's a crisis of culture, I think. Yeah. And maybe even so, to some degree, because what's being actually sold now or pushed are lifestyles. Yep. Right. Right. Gay. Yep. Political affiliation. Yep. Economic status. Economic status, clothes, branding, lifestyles, and your value and who you are and all of these are wrapped up into the tribes because music is transcending all of this stuff. So they have to, and, and, and so they're selling, like if I'm selling you a lifestyle, I can sell you all kind of other shit behind that. Yeah. I can sell you, I can sell you who to fuck. Yeah. yeah. I can sell you what to eat. That's what they're doing. I can sell you what to wear. Yeah. I can tell you how to wear. I can tell you how to talk. I can tell you all of that kind of shit. And they understood that hip hop actually possessed the ability to do that. Right. Yeah. It was the comfortable medium. Unlike any that. other and, genre. Unlike any other motherfucking genre. Yeah. You got motherfuckers who don't, you got motherfuckers in Korea who don't know Wu Tang, who don't know English, but they know Wu Tang songs. That's right. right. And they dressing like them in the whole nine yards, the way ladies, of life and all of that. Or you got beautiful specimens, beautiful women who are already beautiful, who are gonna go ahead and objectify themselves and get surgically enhanced to get more attention, more of a following on social media. Lifestyle, yeah. TikTok, yeah. Instagram models. These are, these, are, these are lifestyles that are being pushed that, so, so the culture that we hold strongly to is actually losing its value Yep. Yeah. Because it's not what's it's not the product anymore. The right. product is the lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So it's really not the culture. It's really it's not the it's it, and we're it, looking in the wrong place for the culture. The culture is still there. We're expecting these labels to give us the culture that we want, but it's not there. The that's culture's there, the culture's there to us. Yeah. And that's why we talk to these millennials about that. They don't give a fuck about that. Nah, we don't. Right. They don't care at all about that. It's so subterranean now, right? Like it's beyond just, you know, the mainstream and what, what you're pointing to with the major labels wants us to consume. Due to the advent of YouTube and just Spotify and all these other vehicles where people can just find these other subterranean lanes of art, they're able to go there, and it could be 70,000 people that see it the same way. And let's say there's the artist that's creating the music. That person knows that they're gonna have 70 to 100,000 followers, yep. regardless of what they come out with. And if that person is reaping the benefits of 75% of every unit sold, 
they're making a very comfortable living. They're never going to go platinum. Right. And this is what's allowing a lot of the people we grew up with that have been forgotten about that still maintain a, a good life making their music because they're putting it out independently and there's no universal or capital records putting their claws in and, and dictating what should be done. They're doing it themselves. The beats may sound a little cheaper, but the quality is still there. But those are the gems, right? Yep. And, and there's a reason why that there are these main components right. in mainstream music, because it's the lifestyle that they're selling, violence, drug use, objectification of women, materialism. Like these things are built into all of it yep. because that's what's needing to be sold. Yep. I am the coolest motherfucker on earth. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. If I'm treating bitches like shit, <laughs> in a nice whip, yeah, yeah, with some diamonds on, yeah, with money in my pocket, yeah, high as a motherfucking helicopter. You know what's crazy? And I got a gun. That that was existent thirty years ago when we were when we were witnessing it. However, back then, was it though? Yeah, we had we had those lanes existing back then, but we had like was I cool because of it? it was I cool? Was I cool because depends. I was shooting up niggas? Depends, right? Like, there were some people that would watch Compton's Most Wanted, right? Despite the fact that they were telling you lessons, they were giving you outcomes, grim outcomes, but they'd also glorify the lifestyle, too, and there were some people that only got that snapshot. But when you came home from school, you would watch Rap City or your own TV raps, and that's not the only lane you were presented. Yeah. You got a De La Soul, you got some Luke, you got this, you got that, and you could choose. It was a cafeteria selection, right? Yeah. And today, I think it's been kind of funneled into one stream, right? One yep. stream of thought, and that's the only thing that's shaping things mainstream-wise. We, we really benefited from being able to see what we saw in our, in our lanes, and we saw MTV, and we, we got a nice collection of different entertainment, and we were able to kind of like be influenced by those those vehicles that were presented to us. And, and I think there's a generation of folks that are being robbed because there's so much creative music and artwork that's out there, but it's levels deep. You've gotta be plugged into the right networks to access it today. And there's some folks out there that just don't know how to get there. They don't have the big brothers. They don't have the uncles, the fathers, the, and the mothers, and, and the bigger sisters to, to show them the light. Hey, you can enjoy this here, but did you know that this was there too? But we gotta accept the fact too, man, that motherfuckers just, a lot of people just wanna be entertained, man. That's right. It's like, our podcast is not going to blow up. It might, man, you don't know. It ain't. Because <laughs> we're not might. entertaining people, man. That's like, we, we talking about locks, bro. Yeah. Some motherfucker, like, you, it, it, it takes a very special individual. Look at the people in our lives, man. How many motherfuckers do you think listen to Cam and Samuels? Or listen to, like, Hot 97? Who will sit up and listen to long, drawn-out, hour interviews with people they don't even know? Because it's entertainment. Right. Correct. If sitting down with people who you know, I got my whole, I got a, I, he ain't gonna watch it, so it don't even matter. My <laughs> uncle gonna send me, Shout out, Uncle Pond. <laughs> My uncle gonna send me a motherfucking DJ K Slay video to watch a 45 minute fucking rap. 
I'm not watching that. Oh, that 100 MC? Yeah. Thing? And he's going to tell me, oh, man, you got time. You got Shit. time. No, I don't. I have no interest in watching a 47-minute right. rap. Guess what? And you're going to tell me that you, I can make time to watch a motherfucker I don't know rap, <laughs> but you right. can't make time to watch your nephew's podcast where he talking about helping motherfuckers and healing himself and, right. and, 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 and talking about shit to try to be a better human being. That's real. This ain't, we want to be entertained. Yep. And you know what? It went back to Kevin Samuels. If he weren't harsh to the ladies who call his show, he wouldn't have the following that he has. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and it's not a knock. I think it's more of a, because I think people probably are learning, but to whatever degree that they feel they are, but it's, 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 there's level to entertainment and education. Right. Yeah. They're different things, man. Yeah. yeah. One can be present in the other, but when you're talking about being a better human being, you got to be in extreme discomfort to create a new groove in your life. Yep. Right. And most people don't seek that. Yep. Most people don't seek trying to kill the ego inside of themselves so that they can be a better life partner to their spouse. And they avoid it at all costs. And they avoid that shit at all costs because they waiting for their motherfucking life spouse to do some shit. Yep. Yep. So I get that this shit ain't going to be popular. Not to the degree, it, it, I, I'm reserving that. So when a motherfucker want to tap in and want to learn some shit or want to think different, want to have a different thought about something, we ain't talking about people. This is probably the most we didn't talk about people outside of us yeah. in the 30 motherfucking things that we've done, man. Because wow. yeah. we don't generally like talking about people. Right, yeah. right. But if we can find a way to, to hold up something and see how we're reflected in it, Right. And respect that thing that we're holding up in a way that, yeah. that doesn't make it feel like we're objectifying or, 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 or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, patronizing. Um, uh, exploiting. Uh. Th then, 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 it's, then it's cool to do that. But because we got work to do, man. Show. I don't give a fuck how them niggas could have got Louis, they whole body tattooed with Louis. That ain't gonna change the fact that I still got shit to do in my life, yeah, man, man. To be a better motherfucking That's human. Right. It's funny to look at. Yeah. Funny to see this nigga sweating profusely. I got on the motherfucking long. Look, people, I'm sitting up here talking about a nigga. It's the summer. Why ain't got on no shorts? Man. <laughs> I'm dip setting right now. <laughs> but the way how y'all like brought forth that analogy. Man, I needed that. I really needed to hear that, right? Because I didn't even, I, I could see it existing, but I, it, I didn't think about it in those terms, right? It's crazy. And then I didn't do the self-reflection of it. How, how, where do I come into this, right? Right. And, and there it is. Both sides. This is what makes this, and I'm not really a big versus guy, because I always felt like <laughs> the opposite of what versus stands for was always presented to us on versus. Call it collect, call it celebration. Don't call it versus if we're just celebrating each other's catalogs. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a battle era dude. And if you say something is a versus, I want people to be in a ring and I want to I want people swinging like that shit. Like right. this shit. Right. Because 
that's what made this stand out. And this is what this is going to be a timeless thing that's talked about as we go on from that Tuesday and beyond. This isn't going to be something that's going to be dead in six months. People will still be talking about this moment because it was confrontational. It was aggressive. And it was the two mediums that you guys were speaking of, right? Level of focus and preparedness and just kind of hanging it and being loose and winging it. How does that look? Man. Yeah, how do I look when I'm winging it? How exactly. do I look when I'm prepared? That's it. And, and to that point, shout out to the brothers, man. Yeah. Like, we love them. Yeah, they All do. just the same. Yeah. Oh, we absolutely. know they got past and stories. And um, I just appreciate them for just being who they are and, 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 and sharing that, man, and giving us the chance to just reflect on our shit. Yep. And let's, let's look at this, too, right? Let's look at the unity that, that happened afterwards. Yeah. Right? As black men coming together. They had mm-hmm. several YouTube videos with Styles and Cam and and they just hugging it up, talking about how they've known each other since like nineteen ninety five. Yeah. You know, he, I allowed Styles to stay at my house in nineteen ninety five, you know, when he needed a place to stay and get his get on his feet. You know, we're brothers. This is entertainment. Yeah. They yeah. reinforced that heavily after the show. Don't take this stuff too seriously. This is about competitiveness. Yeah. And this sure. is what we needed to inject back into our sport. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. we love these dudes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was dope. And I love y'all, man. We had time, man. We had Yeah, this is great. You good? Long, yeah, real good, man. It was a good one. Appreciate you, bro. Man, I can't wait to watch that, man. That was great. Yeah, yeah. It'll Let's be out in what, October, November. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's say around Thanksgiving. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you yeah. for letting me be a part of this, man. Yeah. Much love awesome. next time. Yep. All right, man. Peace out. Peace.